behind the chair. This is America. Does everybody know what time it is? Fix it radio. All right, it is that time. Fix it radio, KLZ 560. It is Saturday, October the 21st. And the, as I said yesterday on Ready Radio, the year just keeps rolling by, which is what it does. But it seems like you just go from Christmas to Christmas. At least it does for me. So welcome. Appreciate it very much. Thank you all for listening. If you have any questions or comments today, again, lines are open, 303-477-5600. Just Charlie and I today for the moment. I think Josh Goff from Legacy Automotive is going to join me for Drive Radio here in a little bit. Larry Unger is not with us today. And uh, uh, Larry, I hope you're listening. Have a great day. Enjoy your day off. Appreciate all that you do for us on a routine basis. And again, Charlie's here, so we'll still be able to take calls and get everything taken care of today. So not an issue there at all. Text line, by the way, 307-200-8222, 307-200-8222. You can always ask a question there as well if you're out working or have things going on and you need something. And by the way, that includes when we're not on air I get lots of text messages throughout the week, and we don't have to be on air, of course, to take those, and I'll answer those questions as quickly as I can. And this could be, you could be listening to a replay show. Again, we're live on the 21st of October, but if you're listening to a replay show, including Tuesday, we replay this on Tuesdays from 2 to 3 p.m. in the afternoons. If you're listening then, and if you've got a question for us, of course, you can always text us, and we'll get those answered that way as well. A couple of things today that I wanted to cover. Somebody sent me a a uh, reminder of some fire safety things. And I thought, okay, that makes total sense. Let's talk about those as well. This has to do with charging your devices and things along those lines, so we'll get into some of that today. Also want to talk about sprinkler blowouts today. And I will just start by saying on sprinkler blowouts, you're seeing a lot of them get blown out as we speak. And depending upon, you know, the rotation of where you're at with your particular provider, whether you do it yourself or you have it hired out, if you have hired out, of course, they're on a schedule and they can't get everybody done at exactly the same time. So they're going to stage things accordingly. I would give you the advice of if I had a provider doing it for me, I would be scheduling this as late as possible. It's going to be Close to 80 degrees today and tomorrow. It's been a fairly warm week this last week. We actually set a record for a high temp in October for the 20th yesterday. And given that, I would go ahead and keep my sprinkler system on. I have mine on. I think my grass is most likely watering as we speak. So I'll get into sprinkler blowouts and explain how to do it. It's not that difficult. I will just tell you straight up, it's not something that you actually have to hire somebody out to do. It's actually fairly cheap and easy to do yourself. You do have to have some compressed air. Now, I also will tell you that depending upon how old your system is, you may not even have to blow it out. There's, I think, a misconception on what needs blown out versus what doesn't need blown out. Again, I'll get into some of that as well. And if you've got anything, questions or things you'd like to add to that, please let me know, 303 477 5600. Not trying to take money out of anybody's pocket when it comes to sprinkler blowouts, but there's a lot of folks out there that feel like right now they need blown out and they'll pay that service to do so. And and sometimes those same services will 
aerate and do fertilizer and so on. I'll get into a little bit of that today as well as far as whether you need to do that or not. And we'll talk about that as well. Before I do that, though, I do want to talk about uh, the fire safety topic that I just or that I received here a couple of weeks ago. This is from somebody uh, that is in that industry, I guess you could say, and is in the fire industry, let's say it that way. Recently had a customer that we wired a house for, it's an electrician, uh, to have that had a fire. It was a DeWalt battery charger in their garage that they had plugged in with a lithium battery charging. The fire was determined to be electrical since everything else seems to fall into the electrical fire category. One thing people have to have the misconception is that the breaker will trip. Not always. If the fault isn't pulling more than the 20 amp or so that this breaker is on, you know, 15 or 20 amp depending upon the circuit that it's on, or a dead short that would cause the breaker to trip, it won't trip. And, and by the way, that is 100% correct. I mean, this is electrician, so of course it's correct, but that's correct. In fact, in this case, the charger unless it ends up with some sort of a fault, will never trip the breaker. The battery is going to continue to charge even if it starts to overload. Now, you would think theoretically that the charger that it's on would know, wait a minute, this thing is overheating, getting too hot, we should probably shut things down. But it depends on the age of the charger and how smart it is and so on. I will also caution folks that there are adapters made today, something I've never talked about on Fix-It Radio, by the way. There are adapters now made whereby you can take certain types of batteries. So in this case, if it's a DeWalt, there are adapters whereby you can actually run someone else's battery on a DeWalt tool, for example. So let's just say you have a Makita battery and you want to be able to run it on your DeWalt or vice versa, there are adapters made that will allow you to do that. Now, one of the concerns I've always had is if you've got a older DeWalt charger, for example, and you've done a conversion whereby you can run a later model lithium battery on your DeWalt tool with one of these quote-unquote adapters, but you're still using the old NICAD charger, that may be where some of these issues come into play. And I would caution you not to do that. In other words, match the charger with the battery. If it's a lithium battery, use a lithium battery charger. If it's a NICAD battery, use a NICAD battery charger. Some of the battery chargers are smart enough to know the difference. Some are not. Some were meant to only be used with that battery that it came with. So be very careful. I think it's also, uh, you know, cautionary-wise, I think it's a good idea, and we're all guilty of this, myself included, where you have a dead battery, you're like, okay, well, I'm just going to throw it on the charge and I'll go do something else, and then you forget. And that battery just sits there. Now, again, most chargers are smart enough to where they understand that once it's fully charged, it's done, and it doesn't need any more charge, and it doesn't sit there and overheat, although some are not and or some may fault, may have a fault. So, again, this electrician is saying just remember that the breaker may not trip in this house, says the, the breaker is made to protect the building's wiring, not necessarily this particular charger. The house was wired in 2001, so it only had ARCA faults on the bedroom circuits and G, GFCIs in wet locations. Even with an ARC fault, a faulty battery or battery charger might not trip 
and arc fault. This home had an Eaton Cutler Hammer CH panel top of the line. So in other words, all of that was correct. Everything was to code in 2001. And yet due to a battery that essentially overheated and caused a fire, it caused a fire. So he's saying, I was hoping that maybe on Fix-It Radio, sometime you could emphasize and remind people of some of the electrical safety things since we're going into cold weather, space heater, extension cords, etc. Yes, and I'll get into some of that as well. Uh, he says, personally, I never let any DeWalt-type battery charge or never use any DeWalt-type battery chargers unless I'm close by. But then again, I'm crazy. I won't leave the house with a dishwasher, washer, dryer. I'm kind of the same way when it comes to some of those appliances running when you're not there. Uh, he said, last year, an employee of mine, fire alarm installed, ironically enough, at a small fire in his house. His son plugged in his school-issued iPad and threw it on the bed to charge. They heard a loud pop, and the smoke alarms went off shortly after the school had sent in the iPads for refurbishing and services. And since they installed cheap aftermarket batteries in them, the battery exploded. A fire extinguisher put out the fire. My words, fortunately, not his. Another reason I'll always send my devices into Apple for repair and not the storefront like you break it we fix it by the way great advice on that end of things as well and i've never talked about that on this program either and probably could even just dedicate an entire show in the the whole you know who do you have repair some of your electronic devices especially when it comes to the battery end of things and what type of battery are they putting back in and is it of the same quality battery that you would have had with the device originally? And in a lot of cases, the answer is no. And a a quick online search, by the way, will give you all sorts of answers as to who's building batteries for all these different devices. And it's one of those things you got to really be careful of, by the way, including other electronic devices, not just your your phones and your your iPads and, you know, your electronic devices that way, but literally anything. Uh, It could be your flashlight and you're looking for a rechargeable battery. There is a wide variation in the cost of those batteries, and what I would recommend you do is really research the battery, the rechargeable battery that you're thinking of buying for whatever device it is. Look at all of the reviews. How well does it hold up? Is there any issues with you know fires? What's the price? For example, if the factory battery is 100 bucks and you're finding a aftermarket battery for 25 and yes, there can be that big of a squ- of a swing in battery cost. Is it really worth having a risk of a of an issue with the twenty five dollar battery? And and I'm not I'm not exaggerating when I when I tell you that much difference in price. It can be that that big of a difference. Now, I'm not opposed to aftermarket batteries either, providing you do all of the research. Look at the company. Is it reputable? Have they had any other issues? Again, the majority of this you can find online. How long have they been in business? Where are they located? So on and so forth. So bottom line, when it comes to this end of things and you know, portable devices, batteries, charging, and so on, really be careful. And especially when you start mix, mix, can't talk, mismatching batteries and brands as i said earlier there are adapters now because here's one of the frustrations a lot of us have myself included you start buying a particular tool line at one point and you have all of those chargers and then before long you've bought some other device and now it's got a different charger and then before long you've bought another device 
and you make you know, all different reasons, by the way, as to, why, as to why we buy these things. And all of a sudden, you buy another device. So now you've got you know four to five different chargers lined up on your workbench, each one of them with a different line of batteries that go in it. And I understand the frustration. And I wish there was a universal solution. I have not found a good one yet. If any of you know a good universal solution, please let me know. But I... I really am getting to the point where I've even got some lines of tools I'm about to either sell off, get rid of, give away, do whatever, just to get everything under one brand so that you don't have 15 dozen chargers around. I mean, I think in my world, I've got Makita, Milwaukee, Snap-on. Those are my three heavy ones. So right there, there's three different chargers. And with Milwaukee, it depends on if you're 12 or 18 volt, that's the type of charger it has. Ryobi is the same way. They have different chargers depending upon the battery itself. Makita, same situation. And my point is, in some of these tool lines, you can end up with two or three different chargers and have the same tool line. So getting to the point where, you know, if you can get to the point where you've only got one or two chargers on the bench, good luck. That's a hard thing to have happen. And actually, I have some DeWalt stuff as well, so now i got to throw a DeWalt in there as well. So, you know, in my case, there's four or five different chargers you've got floating around, and it's a pain in the neck. And I'll be the first to admit it. And I wish there was a better way to do that. And if there is, and somebody out there listening knows what that answer is, please text me the answer, call in, tell me what it is. I'm all ears. I would love to know how you consolidate some of those things. But I think part of why they don't do that is I go back to this whole fire safety thing we're talking about and this electrician that sent this message in. I'm not sure how they do that and keep everything safe. This is a situation where even a DeWalt charger malfunctioned and there was a fire. If you get into an aftermarket charger and all of that, you know how does that end up working? And, and by the way, if the aftermarket charger is some foreign company with very little insurance and you have any kind of problem, there's nobody to go after once a fire starts. It's going to be you and your own insurance. You're not going to get any recourse. Something else to look at. Now, I will say that if it's a name brand charger, DeWalt, Milwaukee, uh, you know, Makita, somebody along those lines, is there potentially some repercussions you could have with said company? Maybe. Again, that's going to be a legal battle that Probably would have to get Kevin Flesh on and talk more about that at some point. But the bottom line is, be careful what you're doing when it comes to these situations. In this particular case, there are two situations here that this particular gentleman emailed me about. Two different types of fires started from electronic batteries or you know, rechargeable batteries, what I should say. Now, the other thing we don't know and I don't think he does either, was this an original DeWalt battery that was on this charger, or was it one of the aftermarket-type units that's out there, even some of the counterfeit batteries? That's the other thing we should mention. There's a lot of counterfeits out there as well, including batteries. And do they charge and act the same? Probably not. There's tons and tons, by the way, of counterfeit product on the market today. That's another show in and of itself, probably even a a show for the for the you know for my daily show you really have to be careful on the counterfeit stuff and is some of the counterfeit stuff good yeah does some of it not matter probably when it comes to things like this does it matter absolutely so point being be careful the last thing you want is a fire 
and have anything, you know, burned down because of something that could have been avoided. I will come back once we get done with this break and talk about some of the other things I think you need to be careful of, again, as we head into winter season and we start talking, you know, electrical cords and space heaters and running Christmas lights and so on. Uh, we'll talk about that here in a moment as well. But again, if you've got any questions or comments, things you would like to add to that, please let me know. Text line 307 200 8222. You can also call in 303 477 5600-303-477-5600. All right. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Don't forget, fixitradio.com is the website that you can go to, and it's fixitradio, no dash. But if you put a dash in, it still goes to the same place, so I've got that covered. But I was able to actually get fixitradio.com, so you can go right there see all the things we do, all the past shows. If you're listening again on Tuesday, thank you for that as well. We'll be right back. This is Fix It Radio, KLZ 560. Got too much debt but a low rate on your mortgage? Worried that rates aren't going to go down fast enough? Need relief now? Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. Before your property tax and homeowner insurance goes up, we can help you lower your monthly payments, pay off your debt, and lower the amount of interest you pay. We have been changing lives in Colorado for over 20 years. Take AIM, 720-895-0500, and let our experience continue to save you money. Want to downsize but can't qualify with a current mortgage and a new one? Been told you have to sell your house for the down payment? That debt ratio is too high? We can help. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Use your equity for the down payment and debts, qualify only on the new mortgage payment, and have no more contingency offers. Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage. Our experience can save you money. 720-895-0500. That's 720-895-0500. NMLS 298191, regulated by DORA, equal credit lender. Do you know that your windshield is getting more expensive to replace? Most vehicles have options that help keep the vehicles from avoiding accidents or even keep it in the traffic lane. These windshields require more than just a replacement of the glass. They also require a calibration of the computer system to make sure everything is operational to the specifications the manufacturer set when the vehicle was built. You can't trust the traveling glass replacement shop to do these necessary calibrations as they require special equipment and in most cases an indoor shop to perform the calibration. We have two Novus locations that can replace your windshield and also do these calibrations. Novus Fort Collins and Novus Sterling. Both are fully equipped with the latest technology to service your vehicle properly. Find either location by going to any of our websites, ready-radio.com, drive-radio.com, or fixitradio.com. Just click on the Novus link. That's Novus Autoglass. You are responsible for making sure that you are properly insured. But you're not alone. While Paul Lewinberger believes in personal accountability, he wants to make sure he's setting you up for success as your home and auto insurance agent. Paul will teach you about how you can save money on your premium while being fully covered in case of a loss. Your insurance should be for emergencies, not petty cosmetic issues. Insurance is not a coupon, your bank account, or for maintenance. Paul Lewinberger will tell you that your insurance is for emergencies. And when you work with Paul, You'll be rewarded for your diligence. Ask him about their incentivizing rebate program. Take a higher deductible and take responsibility. It's just one of the ways they can afford to keep their rates low. Take control of your life. Take responsibility for your insurance coverage. Call Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance now at 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. 
With hail season behind us now and snow season fast approaching, we here at Roof Savers Colorado want to help ensure that your roof can brave whatever elements this season ushers in. With over 20 plus years of roofing experience, we pride ourselves in helping homeowners evaluate the best option for their situation. If you're looking to get more life out of your current roof, we offer a 100% plant-based rejuvenation treatment that gives new roof performance without all the new roof costs. However, in the event a replacement is necessary, we will also work with any insurance company to get a damaged roof the replacement it needs. Do not let your home fall victim to the ever-changing Colorado climate. Be proactive and set up your free inspection to receive an honest evaluation of the condition of your roof. Call today at 303-710-6916. That's 303-710-6916. Or go to RoofSaversCO.com to keep your roof ready for wherever Colorado throws its way. Are you tired of those unsightly sunken concrete areas around your property? Look no further than Raise Tech Concrete Leveling. Proudly serving the Colorado and surrounding communities, we understand the unique challenges posed by clay-rich soils. Does your garage or basement floor show signs of settling? Even those finished basements can experience issues, but don't worry. Our solution can save you both time and money compared to costly replacements. Introducing our revolutionary high-density polyurethane foam injection. We use a DOT-approved formula that's trusted on highways, ensuring top-tier quality for your project. While we can't fix structural issues, we can tackle a wide range of sunken concrete problems. And here's the best part. Our process is quick and hassle-free. Our expert team offers free inspections, taking just about 15 minutes of your time. One great thing is you don't even have to be home for the inspection. We want to ensure your complete satisfaction. Ready to take the first step toward a more even, safe, and beautiful property? Call Chadwick Gardner today at 970-682-5129. That's 970-682-5129. Race Tech Concrete Leveling. Lifting your concrete, lifting your spirits. Don't settle for sunken concrete any longer. Call us now at 970-682-5129. All right, we are back. Fix It Radio, KLZ 560. And I should have mentioned Stack Optical a moment as w- a moment ago as well, which I typically do. I uh, got busy talking about tools and all of that and didn't get to that. So Stack Optical, anything you need when it comes to eye care, of course, they're there for you. And love Alan and his team and all that they do down there. And if you need anything done in a specific way, uh, by all means, please let them know you listen here, and they'll take great care of you. They've got a great eye exam they, that, by the way, you should be doing on an annual basis as well, $69, which is one of the cheapest eye exams you'll find. Just call them, 303-321-1578. Now, back to the whole tool discussion, batteries, and so on. I did have somebody that was, you know, really telling me, you know, texting me about, you know, where different tools come from and so on. Now, I will say this. And I would have to research every single tool company and find out exactly where their tools are coming from. Take, for example, Snap-on, which is a great automotive tool company. I will tell you right now, not everything in the Snap-on line is coming out of the U.S. of A. There's a lot of their tools that they get from overseas as well. Now, they may assemble everything finally here, but there are going to be components that come from other places, just like every other company that's out there. Is it still a great company? Absolutely. Milwaukee, same situation. Something I just learned, because I always thought Makita was a Japanese brand and that all of their tools you know, were made overseas. I'm wrong. They actually have a USA plant and have had one since the mid-'80s in Georgia. So they actually have a manufacturing plant here in the good old U.S. of A., and they actually manufacture things in about 40 different 
or they sell in 40 different countries, I should say. And, well, probably more than 40 countries, but they're established in 40 different countries, and they've got manufacturing plants all over, including here in the U.S. of A. And, and, and I, I'll just say it straight up. I'm not, I'm not downing Makita at all. I'm trying to make a switch, frankly, to be straight up honest, over to Milwaukee. I just feel like they've got a better selection of tools, but there's nothing wrong with, with Makita at all. I own several of their tools. And by the way, in the automotive world, Makita was kind of a large brand for us because they were kind of the first to market with a lot of different tools, not the case anymore. But at one point in time, they were. And I, I'm not I'm not by any stretch of the imagination against Makita. I think they build a very great product. And, and a lot of them do, by the way. I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to ditz Ryobi. There's a lot of folks out there that will ditz it. Well, if you're just a homeowner looking for a pretty inexpensive, you know, cordless option, and you're not using it in your trade on a daily basis, can you get by with a Ryobi tool? You absolutely can. Now, again, are you buying a you know good old US of A made tool? Probably not. In fact, I I don't know where Ryobi. Uh, I will do the search on this right now. Where is Ryobi made? I don't know. To be honest with you, um, actually, they launched production in Shelbyville, Indiana, as well. Now they've got. 12 manufacturing facilities against or across six different countries, but in 1985, they opened production here in Indiana as well. So they have some production also here. Now, again, not a U.S. company. I believe it's a Japanese company as well, like Makita. Um, not a Chinese company. I think there's a lot of misconception that Ryobi is Chinese. It is not. And I knew that from the get-go. It's not a it's not a Chinese company. It's a Japanese company. Uh, and again, it, do they build bad tools? No. I'll, I'll be straight up honest. There is a lot of good, solid Ryobi tools on the market today that a lot of homeowners, even some trade guys, are using. And I have no issues using a I own a few Ryobi tools, so I have no problem owning a Ryobi tool. In fact, if you're just looking for a, again, sort of a, a backup, uh, you know, cordless option, maybe something that's fairly inexpensive, you want to keep it in your car, your truck, or wherever, uh, you know, maybe it's one of those deals where you've got a, a you know, off-site location or something along those lines, I have no problem with the Ryobi products at all. They work just fine. Is it, you know, are they, again, are they as good as what some of the guys in the trades would want to have? Probably not. There's some there's some funny skits out there about Ryobi and who's using them and so on. But again, I think they get a lot of flack at times unjustly because there's nothing wrong with their tools either. Uh, got another text message talking about fire. Some folks some folks think it will never happen to them. Yes, I think most people think that way. By the way, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Most think that's never going to happen. We know a fellow who is in disbelief that his attic caught on fire after being struck by lightning because his buddy owns a construction company that built the house. Uh, be like thinking that I can't be an accident because Ford built my truck. Yeah, um, <laughs> I'm laughing with you just because that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Just because you or your friend built it doesn't mean that it can't catch fire by lightning. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Is, is your friend the builder? Building things impervious to lightning strikes? I highly doubt it. 
So I laugh at those things because people get these perceptions or these misperceptions, I should say, in their head as to how certain things work. And the fact is, that's not the case at all. John and Cheyenne, what's up today, sir? Well, until I dialed in, I was listening to you on a Ryobi 1 18-volt radio. There you go. Nothing wrong with their line of tools at all, John. Nothing. Somebody bought me as a gift a a Ryobi drill seven or eight years ago, and I liked it. I have maybe 10 Ryobi tools right now. They all run on the same 18-volt battery. Nice. Every time I need, if I need something new, I'm looking there first, and I found out, and I don't know if you know this, in the uh, Denver Premium Outlets, I think it's Westminster, just uh, just south of uh, the uh, yeah. E470 yeah. on I-25, yeah. they have a Ryobi outlet. There. I did not know that, John. And they also sell DeWalt and other brands of tools. But you can I go ought in to check that. I did. Thank you for that, for those listening as well. So those are the outlets up in Thornton, basically. I can't remember the name of them. My wife, if she's listening, Denver will tell me. But, but yeah, the premium outlets up there, you know, Thornton, uh, yeah. what is it, like the 136 and I-25 area, I want to say, John? Yeah, it's just next, it's next, to, the, just, uh, next to the Cabela's. Right, exactly. A little south of Cabela's. Exactly. So. It, yeah, and, I, I didn't know there was a tool. And, I didn't know that was there. I appreciate that. And I like you. I mean, I've got a few Ryobi tools. Um, I've actually got their little their little chainsaw. And again, I bought it just because the the price of it. You know, when I'm up and dinking around the cabin or whatever, I don't need a full bore gas chainsaw for the little bit that I do. Oh. I figured it would be just perfect for what I have. And and I in in turn because it's at the cabin and I don't need a full bore line of tools. I've got a you know little Ryobi drill up there that I use as a screwdriver as a as a you know impact whatever i mean it's got it's kind of one of those combo drills where it's got everything on it and again john uh for what i use it for and and how it works i you know i can't complain about it one bit uh, yeah and what i like about that outlet is you can buy with or without a battery so if you nice. need a battery and you need another tool you can grab the tool and with the battery but if you've got and sometimes you don't need, sometimes all you need is a tool only cuz you've got plenty of batteries right i, I think i've got 7 batteries uh there was one that uh, it was on it was a special at home depot buy one tool get two of the big bad the four amp batteries included no extra charge wow so i wow. think i bought a right angle drill which i needed for some project and at the same time got two extra batteries for you know, it the other so. thing i will say that i do like about mm-hmm. ryobi as well which is again if you're looking for some of the compactness of what they've home got home. you know yeah. they've got some little chargers that just go on the end of the stem of the battery itself and do the charging where you don't have all of this huge, you know, the Makita charger, for example, the things like the size of a Volkswagen car, I'm exaggerating, but it's like Mm -hmm. this thing takes up, you know, half a foot on the bench. It's like you could condense this stuff down some. Right. And they don't, but yeah, depending on, what you buy, you might get that uh, with Ryobi. You might get that itty bitty little charger, and the, you might get one that's a little bigger. Correct. With some light. Correct. What I like about all of them, though, as soon as they're done charging, they turn off. Yep, I agree. And that's the other safety thing. But uh, I wanted. Can I throw a shout out to a company that I recommended to you before? Sure. All right. So you, I've talked about the Generalink, which is yes. an adapter. Okay. Mine went bad last winter. I don't know what happened to it. I was testing it, and it wouldn't power the house on generator. I called them. They have a seven-year warranty on the device. Wow. 
Good for them. So I told the I, I told the woman what we did. I had my uh, uh, a buddy who is an electrician come out, and uh, he reinstalled it, troubleshot, did everything in the book. Told the woman on the phone that they're in Georgia. She emailed me an RMA and said, "Ship it back. We'll either fix it or replace it." Can't argue that. And I got to pay for shipping. Nothing wrong with that. So. I know we're talking, you're, we're getting into winter. People that live out in the country that are looking to install a generator but don't have 20 grand. Right. Which, right. Uh, you know, look up Generlink, just as a G E N E R L I N K. Your utility has to approve it. And I, be, I know that my utility, the utility that covers Shy, I'm on an REA, the utility, all the utilities in Wyoming, and I believe Excel approves them too, because they've been out for a while, four or five years. And it's, you don't have to have an electrician come out and do all this rewiring. You just plug it into the meter can, and you put the meter yeah. on uh, into the into it, and it works. You know, and then they give you it comes with the cord, and depending on how big you want the system, you can go up to fifty amps. And Perfect. if you're trying to power your house in an emergency generator. 50 amps is more than. Do you can you? I'm assuming because it's a situation where the meter comes in and out, an electrician has to do that part of it. Either an electrician or your utility. Either one. Okay, gotcha. Either one. Yeah, I know for the utility I used to work for, they would do it, and they I think they charge seventy five or a hundred dollars or something. You know, something not not a lot, but they'll send one of the meter techs out, and he'll pull the meter and. Plug it in, and I know. Okay, I have a dumb. I have a dumb question. When the meter's yeah. out, is the power on your house still on, or does it go dead when the meter comes out? Oh, you depends. If you have a ringless uh, meter can, which means the lid is what holds the socket in, the meter in the socket. You know what I mean? Sort of. They have two types. They have two types. They have ones that are. Ring type where the can's covered, you plug the meter in, you put a metal band around the meter, and you put a seal on it. Okay. You have ringless cans, which a lot of the utilities have gone to, where there's no ring or anything. You plug the meter in, and then you put the lid on top of it, and they put a seal on the bottom, and the lid holds it in. Okay? Okay. Does that make sense? Yep. On on the ringless type, inside a lot of utilities require what they call bypass horns. And so on the line and load side, top and bottom, they can plug jumpers in before they pull the meter out and bypass the meter with the load. I see. So if, if you ever see a, a, a guy from a utility working meters and it looks like he's got a real short set of jumper cables hanging around his neck. That's what he's doing. That's what they... That's, uh, I, I've never seen a meter guy that was doing meter work that didn't put his bypass cables around it, hang them around his neck because it was just a convenient, convenient place to put them. Okay. Some I, of the larger cans have bypass levers, depending on how big your service is. I see. So, like, say you're a self-contained three-phase, 200-amp, big service, they're required, most of them, to have a bypass lever where they can bypass the load before they try to remove the meter so this way they're not using the meter to break the load. The worst thing you want to do uh, for your house is use your meter to break your load. In other words, just pull the meter out to break the load. Mm. You know why? No, why? It's not, 
it's not designed for that. And pulling it out isn't as bad. But if you don't have the breaker off when or it bypass when you plug it back in, all of a sudden you're slamming full load right into the house. Uh, okay. So back in the day, collectors who used to turn off electricity, what they would do is they'd jumper it out, right, with the jumpers, pull the meter out, right, and stick what looks like a meter, but it's got a big breaker on it, and they called it a load break. And they plug that in, take their jumpers off, and then flip the switch on it to break the load, then pull it out, boot up, when they used to use uh, boots on the meters to stop the flow of power. Okay. And they they used to put boots on the bottom two prongs of the meter. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. And that would stop the flow and then plug it in. But now... I don't know of a utility that doesn't have a remote disconnect with a large breaker. It's just a large remote-operated breaker. Makes sense. Very cool. I I learned something there. I didn't know all of that. Very safe, too, because meter techs and meter readers are no longer getting bit by dogs. Right. Threatened by homeowners. Oh, and the smart meters, aren't. nobody's going out to do anything. It's all done, you know, through cell. Well, I hate that term, John. Really. I know. It's not a... The meter has been around doing what it does for 25-plus years. It was the smart grid when they figured out how to use cellular service to bring the data back as opposed to having a guy walking down That's the That's the only reason it's called smart, I'm assuming? Yeah, it's the smart grid, not the smart. The meter's the same. Okay. It's been like that. So, in essence... The, a truck used to drive down the street yep. and send out a signal, and the yep. meter would send it back. That's right. Or the meter reader would walk down the street and push a button on his handheld, and it would get the, Correct. the read. Correct. So what they did is they just turned the radio that was sending the signal to that computer. To the cell side, right? To a, what they call a collector meter, which is somewhere out in the area, that picks up all the reads and then sends it via cell back. Yeah, that's what or, I thought. Okay. Or there's there's other types, too. Older versions used... Uh, a, what they call the line wave carrier, where it would send the signal back over the electric line in between pulses. Okay. That was, that was a while back, too. But just remember, you know, when everybody says, oh, the smart meter's bad, we've been utilities, and I, I'm not in that business anymore, but they've been doing that for 30 years. Yeah, I remember, yeah, the only thing that's really changed, John, that I know of is they've gotten, the with the ability to collect the data like they're now collecting, they can now right. do time-of-use charging, which, by the way, in the commercial sides of the fence, to your point, they've been doing that for a very long time. They just collected oh. it differently. So time-of-use is nothing new either, right. by the way. No. and All, all they're doing is bringing time-of-use to the consumer. It's been on the industrial side forever. And you know what? If you're a smart consumer and know how it works, time of use can save you money. That's right. That is exact. Nobody, by the way, John, out there, especially on the conservative side, is saying what you're saying. They're all on the other side of the aisle. That it's bad, no yep. matter what. That's right. No matter what, so it's bad. Let's just throw out a thing. Every time a utility now or anybody wants to build a power plant, how long is it going to take them to build that power plant? Oh, jeez. A, deca- a decade <laughs> exactly. or more? Because the first five years is getting everybody to sign off on it. Correct. Right. But you want an electric car. We want all these electric tools. That started our conversation. They want in Colorado heat pumps to take the place That's of right. gas furnaces. That's right. Where is the power going to <laughs> That's from? a great point. So 
when they go to time of use, they're saying, okay, because we can't do supply-side delivery. We want to do demand-side management. Does that make sense yep. to you? Yep. So we're going to say between 1 and 8, which is the peak use hours from during the summer for most businesses and homeowners, we're going to charge you much more. So we don't want you to run your dishwasher. We don't want you to do your laundry. We don't want you, you know, to use, use extra stuff during those peak times so we can maintain, so the utilities can maintain enough power to not have brownouts like they're having in California. So it, it, it's a way of molding the consumer to think, all right, well, I'll do my clothes on in the morning at 6 o'clock. I'll do my laundry. I'll, run the, I'll set the timer on the dishwasher so it comes on at 11 o'clock at night when I'm going to bed mm-hmm. anyway. You know, little things like that will save you a lot of money. Yep. No, again, John, if you just think ahead a teeny bit, just like we do, hopefully, with a lot of other things we do in life on, you know, when do we travel? How do we travel? You know, what time of the day do we travel? I mean, a lot of people will look at airline flights early morning or late at night because the peak is during the middle of the day. I mean, you know how Mm -hmm. all that works. Well, the same thing applies to what you're talking about. Oh, yeah. When my wife and I fly standby, we're always on the first flight in the morning because it's almost yep, always right. easy for us to get on and not have to worry about, are we going to get on or not anymore? Because you fly that first flight in the morning, morning, the last flight at night. People don't want to get up. At, well, for me, to make the first flight in the morning at a, on American to Dallas, we'll say out of Denver, I got to get up at 1 o'clock in the morning to get down there because it's 5. Right. That's right. So. So if you think about it, you know, by the time you get down there, get through security, everything, you know, you need to give yourself enough time. So I just, you know, but that's a well-known for us. If we're going somewhere and we want to fly for right. free, right. which is right. a perk, you know, my wife earned it as a benefit. Um, we got to make exceptions or, you know, plan for it. Otherwise, I've sat in an airport where I've missed three flights because they say, well, we just don't have a seat for you. We'll go to the next one, and they just keep rolling you over all day to the next one. Yep, that's right. Not a fun time. That's right. Nope, not so, a fun time at all. But uh, rolling back to the, to the uh, battery tools, I have never had a problem with any of my Ryobis. I had the, the original drill that I, I got as a gift finally wore out after about seven years. You can get seven years out of a tool. That's not bad. That's not. Yeah, that's not bad. The that, other thing, I, I, I heard this on a YouTube video, and I looked it up before I called you. Milwaukee and Ryobi are owned by the same corporation. Uh, I think it's the same parent corporation, yes. They still are run, yeah, you know, yeah, it's same. completely different the way they run different, it and do all of right. that and so on, but I believe you are correct. Yeah, they're owned by the same company. It's some company out of Hong Kong. So, I, yeah. But, but how many corporations, if you go, well, the Walt's owned by Black & Decker Stanley. That's correct. That is true. So, you know, how, how much better if you go buy a Black & Decker drill or a DeWalt drill, how much difference is it on the guts on the inside? That's a great question. Is it like buying a, a Silverado or uh, a GMC truck? Good, great question. And, and you're right. It's owned by Milwaukee, Ryobi, both owned by Tektronic, based in Hong Kong. Right. So, I mean, but when it comes, and I know you're not a big fan, but if you're a homeowner and you need a tool for a job, I will tell everybody to go over to Harbor Freight and save yourself half the price. Oh, well, no, if, you, if you're just looking for a one-off sort of a thing. I mean, John, I do the same thing, and there's things I buy at Harbor Freight 
on oh. a routine basis just because the cost is so you know is so much less than anything else that you know if you know you need an eighth inch drill bit that you know you're going to use one or two times and throw it away go over there and buy one yeah other thing i did find this is and it's great for this will go into drive radio in the winter and you talked about this moving blankets yes they have an extra large moving blankets which will completely cover a king size bed. Oh wow! For twenty bucks. Oh wow! Twenty really? bucks at Harbor Freight. Nothing wrong with that. And you know, and think about it: if you, if you put it in your truck, your car, you can use it one as a blanket because they're warm for the winter. Say you get stuck on the side of the road. The other thing, if you got to lay underneath the truck for some reason, say I don't know, you, something happens and you got to get underneath there. If you throw it on the ground, you're not going to get filthy dirty, and it might get dirty, but twenty bucks. Wow! And then, yeah. So, so and, and really then, quick, but before we before we let you go, John, I did want to add this, and I found a tool brand listing of all of the tools and who owns each. So, same company that owns Milwaukee Ryobi, Rigid, Dirt Devil, Hoover, Empire, AEG, Oric, Vax, Homelite, and Hart. Which, by the way, is the Walmart Hart. tool brand. Yeah. So. <laughs> Just saying. That's that's amazing. Go. The other thing, remember in the spring you were talking about in the hailstorms, if you can't park inside, moving blankets? Yes. That's a great that's idea. Where to go. No, I appreciate that. I'll take a break. John, appreciate that. I will check that That'll out. Thank it. you very much for all of that info. Learned a lot. Steve, hang tight. We'll come right back. Fix It Radio, KLZ 560. You are responsible for making sure that you are properly insured, but you're not alone. While Paul Lewinberger believes in personal accountability, he wants to make sure he's setting you up for success as your home and auto insurance agent. Paul will teach you about how you can save money on your premium while being fully covered in case of a loss. Your insurance should be for emergencies, not petty cosmetic issues. Insurance is not a coupon, your bank account, or for maintenance. Paul Lewinberger will tell you that your insurance is for emergencies. And when you work with Paul, You'll be rewarded for your diligence. Ask him about their incentivizing rebate program. Take a higher deductible and take responsibility. It's just one of the ways they can afford to keep their rates low. Take control of your life. Take responsibility for your insurance coverage. Call Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance now at 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. With hail season behind us now and snow season fast approaching, we here at Roof Savers Colorado want to help ensure that your roof can brave whatever elements this season ushers in. With over 20 plus years of roofing experience, we pride ourselves in helping homeowners evaluate the best option for their situation. If you're looking to get more life out of your current roof, we offer a 100% plant-based rejuvenation treatment that gives new roof performance without all the new roof costs. However, in the event a replacement is necessary, we will also work with any insurance company to get a damaged roof the replacement it needs. Do not let your home fall victim to the ever-changing Colorado climate. Be proactive and set up your free inspection to receive an honest evaluation of the condition of your roof. Call today at 303-710-6916. That's 303-710-6916. Or go to roofsaversco.com to keep your roof ready for wherever Colorado throws its way. 
Do you know that your windshield is getting more expensive to replace? Most vehicles have options that help keep the vehicles from avoiding accidents or even keep it in the traffic lane. These windshields require more than just a replacement of the glass. They also require a calibration of the computer system to make sure everything is operational to the specifications the manufacturer set when the vehicle was built. You can't trust the traveling glass replacement shop to do these necessary calibrations as they require special equipment and in most cases an indoor shop to perform the calibration. We have two Novus locations that can replace your windshield and also do these calibrations. Novus Fort Collins and Novus Sterling. Both are fully equipped with the latest technology to service your vehicle properly. Find either location by going to any of our websites, ready-radio.com, drive-radio.com, or fixitradio.com. Just click on the Novus link. That's Novus Autoglass. Got too much debt but a low rate on your mortgage? Worried that rates aren't going to go down fast enough? Need relief now? Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. Before your property tax and homeowner insurance goes up, we can help you lower your monthly payments, pay off your debt, and lower the amount of interest you pay. We have been changing lives in Colorado for over 20 years. Take AIM, 720-895-0500, and let our experience continue to save you money. Home of the original Asset Manager Loan, where you pay less interest and own your home faster, pay off your debt and save six to nine hundred a month, have access to your equity for thirty years. Call seven two zero eight nine five zero five hundred now. We listen and promise to do our best for you. Take AIM, affordable interest mortgage. Seven two zero eight nine five zero five hundred. Over twenty years of low rates, outstanding service, and number one at putting you first. Let us show you how our experience saves you money. 720-895-0500. NMLS 298-191. Regulated by Dora. Equal credit lender. Premier Home Remodels will bring your outdated, empty nester home into the 21st century. Your children have moved out and you're ready to give a facelift to your impractical bathroom, turning it into a beautiful and complete master suite. Your original tile and 70s bathtub are out of date, and it's time to create the space you have always dreamed of. You want something more functional and enjoyable, and Premier will help you achieve this. Soaking in that new spacious tub will take away your stress of the day, and and Premier knows the longer you wait to remodel, the more costly the remodel will be down the road, as costs are only going to increase. Premier's expert design team communicates with you throughout the entire process and works within your budget while completing your perfect master suite, making it your own. Don't wait to remodel your bathroom. Do it now with Premier Home Remodels by going to klzradio.com remodel. That's klzradio.com remodel. Are you tired of those unsightly sunken concrete areas around your property? Look no further than Raise Tech Concrete Leveling. Proudly serving the Colorado and surrounding communities, we understand the unique challenges posed by clay-rich soils. Does your garage or basement floor show signs of settling? Even those finished basements can experience issues, but don't worry. Our solution can save you both time and money compared to costly replacements. Introducing our revolutionary high-density polyurethane foam injection. We use a DOT-approved formula that's trusted on highways, ensuring top-tier quality for your project. While we can't fix structural issues, we can tackle a wide range of sunken concrete problems. And here's the best part. Our process is quick and hassle-free. Our expert team offers free inspections, taking just about 15 minutes of your time. One great thing is you don't even have to be home for the inspection. We want to ensure your complete satisfaction. Ready to take the first step toward a more even, safe, and beautiful property? Call Chadwick Gardner today at 970-682-5129. That's 970-682-5129. 
Race Tech Concrete Leveling. Lifting your concrete, lifting your spirits. Don't settle for sunken concrete any longer. Call us now at 970-682-5129. All right, real quick, after looking at a chart that I looked up on who makes what tools, I find it interesting that, number one, a lot of tool companies are under a parent company of someone else. What I find interesting about Makita, and again, not pushing them by any stretch of the imagination, they're it. They aren't owned by anybody, and they don't own anyone else. It is just them, which I find very interesting that after all this time, they've just, I guess you could say, stood their ground, and I'm guessing over time they've probably had different types of offers to have them you know, bought out or probably had opportunity to buy others, but they have stood alone and they are their only thing and they are not combined with anyone else, which I find very interesting. Stephen Carter Springs, you're next. Good morning, sir, John. How good, are you on this? Good, sir. Day? How are you? Excellent. Just a couple of passing thoughts, some of which we may have talked about before, but I kind of find out in talking to a couple of city utility techs that they're monitoring the EB households. Okay. Because when they get a collection of about 10 or 15 in a small area, it draws down the whole grid for the whole neighborhood. So if you haven't already done one and you want to put one in, you have to get a permit and you may not get it hmm. And hmm. because it draws down the whole grid. So anyway, That's interesting. on that note. So yeah, they don't like guys like me where I just put my own in. Uh, it depends how many people <laughs> in your area are doing it. You know? no, that's a good. I have no idea. Great question. I don't know. As you noted, I think you said it took like two and a half days to fully charge your EV in terms of kilowatt hours as it does to run the whole household. Well, in my case, it's in, in my case on my Chevy Bolt, it's fifty miles an hour for charge. Okay, so I could get a full charge. You know, if I'm all the way down to you know sixty, seventy miles, which very rarely does it ever get that low. I mean, I can charge it up overnight pretty easily. That's on a level two charger, by the way. That's a, that's a forty amp level two charger. Two twenty volt. Yeah, two forty. Yes. Well, as we talked about, these lithium batteries are not your daddy's NICADs and lead acids. Oh no. And what boggles me, and I think we've touched on this, I have verified some of this stuff with a friend of mine who's a battalion fire chief, and he ran an EV fire. All they can do is tow that thing out of the garage. Hopefully, it hasn't caught the house on fire by then. And let it burn because it's exothermic. You can't put it out. Yeah, it takes they a tremendous have, amount of water to put one out. I mean, literally, they try to fill the whole thing up with water if they can. Yeah, yeah. He sent me pictures and documentation where they poured as much as 30,000 right. gallons. That's right. Exactly. 100% correct. Yep. Yeah, a lot of folks have misconception, and I actually was one of those until I actually had a fire expert on. Uh, the Daily Show talking about that. I thought they used chemicals, different things along those lines. Nope, it's strictly trying to keep it cool with water, and it takes an enormous amount of water to yes. you know to put one of those out. I mean, you, you're talking, Steve. You know, this for everybody listening, thirty thousand gallons is a small swimming pool. Absolutely, and people don't understand that. I think if if I was going to go the EV route, I would definitely want to have a smoke detector in the area that you're doing the charging. 
because when those things get going, you've got a limited no, amount of time. You know what? That's, you know what? You I, I, that thing up. you just reminded me of something. I have one. I'll double check it just to make sure that all that's good to go. You just reminded me to. Yeah, you know what? That's not a bad idea at all. In fact, same goes true. Even you know, Steve, we were talking earlier with you know uh, regular tool batteries catching fire and so on. Another sure. great thing to look at would be if you're out in the garage and your garage doesn't have a smoke detector. I would put one. I'd mount one on the side of the wall right above that. I would also have a GFCI hooked up to that thing because at least... Great idea. You know, you know the way these batteries are put together, there's individual cells. So when one cell shorts out, that's what causes the issue of the overcharging, yeah, overtaping, et cetera. No, that's a great point. Yeah, I agree. No, uh, no I, then, Great info, Steve. I mean, I, I hadn't really thought of it that anyway. way, especially on the smoke alarm uh, you know, where guys are charging their tools and so on. Great idea, by the way. Well, now, you know, EV batteries have been the primary cause of house fires exceeding lightning fires, man-made yeah, causes with flammable chems in the garage. And some of that, you know, but some I'm of that you wonder, is it the car itself? Is it the way that the charge mechanism was hooked up? Is it a combination of, and, and I, frankly, Steve, I don't have all the answers. I'm not sure some of those folks know the answers. By the time the thing is, is done, it's so burned down, I don't know if they can make that decision. Well, here's what gets me. We had this conversation, I think, some months ago. But you know the problems they had on these huge lithium batteries on the 787. Right. And they had to put in both current limiters and temp detectors so that in the event they have an mm. overcharge, over temp, they can get things shut down before it burns a hole right out of the Makes nose sense. of the aircraft. Makes sense. These are big batteries. So we're talking three to 5,000 amp starts, uh, lots of cells, and they finally got the situation under control. But it brings up my question, why did underwriters laboratories not get involved in the whole EV battery. Oh, great point. Because you know what? That kind is of, kind of great question, Steve. I, I'll have to do a little research on that because I don't have an answer to that. Great, great question. Well, I think until they get temp monitors, charge monitors, to be able to disconnect the system when they see a thermal runaway, I'm not too gung-ho on them, you know? Makes, sense. Makes total sense. Steve, with that, I'm going to let you be our last caller. Appreciate it very much. We're heading into our next show, so guys, uh, stay tuned. Uh, in this case, it is Saturday. Drive Radio's coming up next. If it's Tuesday and you're listening to the replay, of course, that's Rush to Reason next as well. But guys, hang tight. We'll be right back. FixItRadio.com is the website. This is Fixit Radio, KLZ 560. expressed on KLC 560 are those of the speaker, commentators, hosts, their guests, and callers. They are not necessarily the views and opinions of Crawford Broadcasting or KLZ Management, employees, associates, or advertisers. KLZ 560 is a Crawford Broadcasting God and Country Station.